When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. guys, welcome back to According To. My name is Megan. And I'm Sierra. You said that differently than you normally do. <laughs> um, anyways, so this week we're doing an Am I the A-Hole Reddit review. So we've done these quite a few times now. I think this is the 7th or 8th one or something like that. So, um, But if you are new and haven't really listened to these episodes or are new to our podcast, then basically the premise behind this episode is... We go on to Reddit and then go to the subreddit that's Am I the A-Hole where people post different situations, scenarios, um, and it's usually all anonymous, and then they kind of say what their situation is and whether they were in the right or in the wrong. So, And then people just say if they were in the right or in the wrong. Yeah, so we just take those and we kind of talk to them with you guys, walk through our own reasoning and thoughts behind each situation, and then we will bestow our answer upon the situation. And you guys can also play along if you like when you're listening as well. But before we get into all these fun little scenarios, we are going to tell you guys what our weekly spotlights are. So Megan, you can go ahead and go first. My weekly spotlight, I will say like we're getting into finals week and the weather also like hasn't been great. So my overall mood has been lower than I would like it to be. But I did a lot of reading this weekend and that in itself, I was like, you know, that was fun. That was good. I finished literally like two books this weekend. Um... I finished Summer of, hold on, The Summer of Broken Rules, um, and then I also You turned around to look for it, and it's not even in here. I thought it was in on my desk. And then the other one was part of Your, Your World. World. <laughs> You're and bad so, at remembering book titles. Both of those were really good, um, and I did a lot of studying, but I also did a lot of reading, so that was my escapism this weekend. Um, something I have to say before I get to my weekly spotlight so Haley and Ashton are on their honeymoon right now. They're actually on their way back, but we gave them some books to take on their honeymoon because you know they're like on a little My beach favorite vacation. Thing is giving people books, and to so read. like we gave, and I are going to have like a mini library at our new place. So we gave Haley a few books, and then we gave Ashton Project Hail Mary because we're like, oh, like this is sci-fi. Like I think like obviously I think anyone would like it, but out of the books we have, there's not like a ton that I'd be like, oh, a guy would like this, you know. And so Ashton like he had a book that he had been reading for a different trip. I think they went on. Um, but we're like, here, read this. And so I've been just like anxiously awaiting like, well, we've been like, cause many are bothering them. Yeah. So we have really just been trying to like, not ask about updates or anything, but Haley herself has like sometimes sent like, like she sent herself like, oh, I started beach read cause we gave that to her and she's like, so far so good. And she also, I think gave like a little update of like Ashton was liking Project Hail Mary so far. Cause we've so been Sarah typing it up I, before like, they left too. Sierra and I were like, oh, like, how far are you see? Like, we were trying to, like, we yeah, weren't bothering them, but since she had just texted, like, let's see if we could get more like, information. Oh, what chapter of the book is he in? So I can mentally calculate in my head, like, what part of the book he's at. Because Sierra and I were, like, patiently waiting for him to get to, like, the book picks up a little past page 100. Like, I think the whole thing is exciting, but, like, we were waiting for, like, a specific part. And he was, like, right before that part. And um, so we were just kind of, like, trying to figure out when he was actually, like, getting to the part without asking because... Yeah. Well, also, yeah. like, I don't know if Haley wants to read it, so I don't want to be like, did X, Y, and Z happen, like, in the plot? Like, is he at that part yet? Mm-hmm. So if Haley reads it, you know, there will be, hopefully, no spoilers. 
Um, but yeah, that wasn't my spotlight. That was my spotlight. But I was if just you like, haven't read it, like you need to read it. It's probably, think, like, it's definitely my top five books of all time. This morning I woke up to a text because Haley Nashton like one they run at different times, so two they had to get up to go to the airport. And so Haley like was just saying, oh like Ashton really likes the book, like he can't put it down. I was like, ee! yes. So that's what I like to hear. Uh, but my spotlight is that we went to a movie with a friend. We went to uh, The Lost City with Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock. <laughs> and it was actually, like, I funnier than I expected. More than I thought I was going to. Which, like, I thought it was going to be... It was very typical of a lot of comedies today, which, like, if you like comedies, how they're made today, then you'll like it. But if you don't, then, like, you're probably not going to like it. It's just very... Sierra and I were actually trying to explain... We'll get into a little bit of, like movies that we think are funny versus not funny even though they're both trying to be comedies um and i don't know this this is not a good example but like movies like dodgeball or dumb and dumber Step Brothers, you know movies like that i don't know what category Elf. sears says slapstick comedy it is because it's a lot of times just like people like getting like knocked down or like getting punched in the face or like someone like falls on their butt and we hate that. Like, literally despise. I cannot watch a movie like that. But... Or, like, <laughs> we see a lot of, like, Austin Powers clips, like, in our musculoskeletal class. Our t- professor, like, pull them up. And I'm like, Haha. I would hate this. Like, like, I don't like, even know what Austin Powers is, but, like, hate it. And I'm sure some of you guys listening are probably, like, jaw-dropping. Like, oh, my God, Austin Powers is iconic. How can you not like Austin Powers? But, like, I just... I don't know what that kind of comedy is. I don't like it. But then, if I think about, like you know, Jumanji, like, the new edition, or, <laughs> I like the original Jumanji, too, but it's not a comedy, okay? Um, or, that's, like, the first one that comes to mind, but it's just, like, the funny part of it is, like, the dialogue between the characters, and, like, that's what I find enjoyable, and so, like, this was kind of, like, the same situation. There was some, There's probably some people that are, like, the dialogue in this movie is funny, too, but, like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, there's a difference in, like, the production and how they're trying to get you to laugh. Yeah, I don't know. There was a quite a few funny little, like, not, like, necessarily one-liners, but, like, conversations and dialogues in The Lost City that I thought was funny. And I also liked, it was, like, it was the movie that was making fun of itself, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's about, like, oh, like, the main character is an author who, like, writes these, like, steamy romances that, like, are really cringy if you think about it. And then, like, the movie, like, it doesn't turn into that, but, like, it makes fun of that concept and, like, kind of, it, like, becomes that in a way, I guess. And I just thought it was funny. Also, I like, there was... I um, an 8 out of 10. I'm so saying I'm a 7 out of 10. I was going to... Well, I think what I gave... What did you rate versus what did I rate the Agatha Christie movie that we just saw? I don't know. Did I give it, like, a 6 or 7? I liked this movie more than that. And I either gave that one a 6 or 7. So, I have to bump it up. It's hard because you have to, like... Do you... You can, like, answer this, too, in the, the audience that's listening... Do you have just, like, this permanent scale that, like, every movie ever is, like, a 1 through 10? Or do you rank the movie based off of what it's trying to be? No, I feel like I just have an enjoyment scale. I feel like I always try and rank things off of, like, what they're trying to be. Like, that's how I rank books, too. So, I'm like, what is it trying to be? I just go based off of, did I like it or did I not? Yeah. Anyways. um, Am I getting in? That was my spotlight. Or there was, speaking of that, and, like, ratings and stuff... I was just on, I was watching Haley Pham's new video where she like, posted the books she read in April and like one of them that she read was Where the Crawdads Sing, mostly because like it was just at an airport and she like needed a book to read on the plane 
And so then she was like talking about how, I don't remember what she ended up reading it, either like a three or four, maybe, I think it was a four. And she was saying how like the beginning of it is very slow and that's what I hear from everyone who reads it and our older sister, she just read it not that long ago and the same thing, like she could hardly get through the book because it was like that slow. Um, but then everyone says like the ending is like so good. And so I was looking at the comments on that video and a lot of people were kind of like, yeah, like I agree it was really slow. And one person was like, it was really slow in the beginning, but then like the ending was really good. And upon like further reflection, I rated it five stars. And I don't know. I don't really understand that. I feel like if I am try, if I, it's so hard for me to get through the first 150 pages of a book that it's like almost like nauseating, <laughs> not nauseating, nauseating, like, you're going to throw up from reading it. If it's like, if you're that close to not finishing the book, I just don't know how you can come around and give it a five star. I think I kind of understand it because I think it depends on like how the book leads you. Like there's that feeling of when you're reading the book, when you're annoyed that I'm sure a lot of people have when they're reading it, but like then when they finish the book what they can mostly remember is like that high of like how it finished and I can think of like remember when I was reading like all the light we cannot see and I was like this book is just like so slow and boring and blah 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 but the ending was actually good I ended up rating it three stars but I feel like I could be like oh like it could be like a four star like I could see how I could but make you the took into consideration fact. how that's why I don't go back and was. change it but like I feel like I can understand having had that experience like knowing what it's like to look back on a book that you read and being like oh like I actually look back on that more fondly, like, than I did when I was reading it. Versus, like, I always bring up this book that I hate, uh, 99% Mind. I'm like, I can go back and give that two stars. I gave it a three, but I'm like, hmm, no. All right, so we will go ahead and get started with the first scenario. So, the title is, Am I the a-hole for returning the shoes I got from my husband after he accused me of stealing from him? My, 29 husband, 36, is a breadwinner of the family. I stay home with the kids who are preschool age. He pays for the mortgage, bills, household needs, food, kids' needs, etc. He has set a monthly budget for each category and handles getting everything done. Recently, he has become overwhelmed and told me to handle grocery shopping, but before he let me, he asked me to write a list of all the stuff we need so he can calculate the total and also so he doesn't have or so he'd have an idea of how much I'll be spending when I take his credit card. I didn't have an issue with that because this way we'd watch our spending habits. However, he said I'm not allowed to get anything that isn't on the list unless I pay for it some other way. On Friday, I was doing some grocery shopping as usual and saw that the store had some nice shoes on sale. The price was insanely low for this brand and so I decided to grab a pair for my husband, thinking he'd be happy with them since he needed some new sneakers anyways. I brought them and when I showed him, or when I showed them to him, he flipped out on me saying I made a huge mistake by buying something that was not on the list. I agreed with him but I thought that since the shoes were nice, or for him, that it'd be different. He said I screwed up and shouldn't have bought those sneakers without even telling him. But in my defense, I said that the price was so low it's not like I spent $100 on the shoes. And also, I saw it was a great deal and wanted him to have those nice sneakers. He plainly said that I or that what I did is considered stealing since he never consented to having those sneakers purchased and so that I'm, or I'm being irresponsible with the money that is no longer, or that is why I no longer have an income and my spending habits need a quote-unquote grib. I don't know what that means. I felt hurt by what he said. We argued about it for hours and he avoided speaking to me for the rest of the day. The next day, I went and returned the sneakers and took the money back. He got home in the evening and lost it when he found out I returned them. He said he couldn't believe how petty and childish I was to actually do this. I explained I was just correcting my quote-unquote mistake. He tried to contact the store and was told the sneakers were already sold. He got even angry with me, but I told him that he accused me of stealing for him, from him when I was just trying to do a nice gesture for him. He yelled that I had a lot of nerve calling what I did a nice gesture. This sentence is kind of messed up. He yelled that I had a lot of nerve calling what I did nice gesture while using his money to do it i think that that they're saying like oh it's not a nice gesture when it was my money 
I told him he had no right to yell at me after I corrected my mistake and gave the money he accused me of stealing back to him. Okay, so I think there's a bigger conversation like we're going to get into in a second, but here's how I think this should have gone. I think, you know, the whole first thing he was saying of like, can you go grocery shopping? Here's the budget. Like, let me know what you spend, blah, blah, blah. Don't get anything else. Like, that's okay, fine. Sure. That's an agreeable thing, I think. Especially like if we don't know like their financial situation, maybe they're strapped for cash. We don't know. But then her going and getting the shoes, okay, that's one thing, but she did it. She comes back home and says that. He should have just been like, can you please return the shoes because X, Y, Z, because we're too tight on cash, because I don't want them, because I don't appreciate you, like, buying those without my permission, whatever it may be. She could then go return said shoes, which I know she did, but then apparently that's not what he wanted. So, but then it's just confusing, and I think he doesn't really know what he wants, but I think that it also signals that he was just, like, overwhelmed and this was more so like a situation in which the it was a straw that broke the camel's back and a lot of this had already been boiling over and this was just like the one instance that led to like this meltdown so the bigger conversation at hand that i think both sierra and i would like to touch on is like how realistic or feasible is it to be able to make these relationships work where one spouse is the breadwinner and the other one is staying home because it's not an uncommon thing. It's fairly common. And I but think it always worries me. The situation itself does not bother me. What always worries me. And what I feel like never is actually the case is like having equal respect amongst both yeah, people. Because you always hear just like, you know, like, oh, like she's a stay-at-home mom. Like he's the breadwinner. Like he's the one that does all the work, blah, blah, blah. And I think it's very crucial when two people agree to have this kind of relationship where someone is working, bringing home physical cash. And the other person is staying at home doing other maybe valuable that makes things. More sense. There are some times where like daycare is so expensive. Maybe it makes more sense financially for her to stay home. But then I think that you need to recognize like her, the cost she's saving you is essentially like her salary or whoever's staying at home. It could be the dad, you know, not trying to be sexist here. Anyone can be staying home. And so I think it's very important that both partners can recognize that e- each partner is equally deserving of the income that is brought in. And they're both making a sacrifice. One is going and working and bringing in money. And one is staying home and raising their children. Which is no easy task. So I think that is sort of the agreement that a couple needs to come to. And I feel like honestly, because like I said, this situation, I was just going to say, this is not uncommon. So this obviously happens all the time. I just don't think that the person going and working actually believes it. Like they'll tell themselves that like it is fine. But then there's little things. There's financial burdens where, like, they're going to feel like they're taking the load and it's on them and they're responsible. And, like, part of that is, like, reality because, like, they're the only one bringing in money. So there is a lot on their shoulders. But I still feel like you have to be able to step back and say, like, this is what we both decided on. I am not going to think any less of my significant other for not working because we both agreed to this. Mm-hmm. And I and still think that's the reality. Yeah. I also think that with this case in particular, the husband seems very demanding and wanting to be like solely in charge of budgeting. I'm all for a budget. I just think it should be up to the couple together to come up with a budget. And it also was kind of confusing me because she said like, oh, I take his credit card. So I'm like, does she, is it not a joint account that they both have access to? Does she not have a credit card then that's like to their joint account? Because if, in my mind, you would need like in this situation it has to be a joint account like you know Mm -hmm. so 
I just, in general, I can tell I don't honestly, like this, this guy. honestly, if this situation you have, whether you like it or not, like, the one person's income kind of has to be, like, both your income. Like, yeah. the person doesn't Legitimately, have does. any other money to, like, spend money with. Like, that is... Your money is their money, too, in that situation. Yeah. Honestly, like, that's not my favorite thing. No, it's not. I don't like that situation myself. My own ideal financial partnership <laughs> is, like, when I get married, I want to have a joint account where we decide to put in either a set amount or percentage of our salary into a joint account. And it will be, like, a majority of our incomes because I think most of the stuff we're going to want to spend money on will be, like, together or, like, as a family. Like, yeah. But then I want to have separate accounts as well for, for the rest personal of my money spending. and for personal spending because then what I spend my money on outside of the joint account is not that it's not their business but I'm like they can't get mad at me on or put any restrictions on like what I can or can't do and like obviously you hope to get in a situation where you marry someone who like wouldn't even think to do that anyways some people though are really like for or against I guess not even like against no for is what I meant some people when you talk about trying to like make finances more complicated than just like the straight up combine all your money together they get really unsure because some people view that as being like you're you not all no in, in marriage or something like that I don't and coming from someone maybe this is like me coming from divorced parents or some people maybe just have this mindset anyways I just think it makes sense let's not act like finances are not like if not the number one reason for divorce like very high up there and so I'm just trying to do my best to alleviate some potential concerns because let's say we have a joint account okay and my husband likes to spend all this money on something I think is so stupid. Like, he's a big gamer. I would never probably marry a gamer. But for the intents of this, you know, argument, let's say he's a big gamer. And he goes and buys this insanely expensive console. Like, new gaming console. And we have a joint account. And I'm like, did you really have to go buy that? Like, I would never spend, like, my money on that. If we have separate accounts, like, obviously we have a joint account. But if he has his separate account and he can independently afford said gaming console, I'd be like, you know, what am I to do about it? He spent his money on it. And then it'll probably be a timing thing of like, how much are you going to game? But anyways, <laughs> financially, it would not be a concern. Mostly because I think like you should be budgeting all of your big expenses on the combined account. So if someone starts having like this big yeah. purchase on combined money, then like it goes into like your whole budget plan. Yeah. And see, I think like you and I, like we say like we want separate accounts, but we've both like, we know that most of the money is going to go to the joint expenses. Yes. It's just, like, that small amount where it's, like, I have things that I like to spend money on personally that I don't want to contribute to, like, the family investment. I also think, like, doesn't it just – things make more sense budgeting-wise. I think, like, I never know how much money I'm going to spend on, like, sometimes I spend more money on clothes than, like, some months and sometimes I don't spend hardly any money on clothes. Why not just have, like, an account where I know X amount's going into it and then, like, whatever extra kind of in my account, like, can I can do what I want with it. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, you can budget, I'm sure, any, like, it doesn't really matter. When we get married, we'll touch base back on this again, and we'll say what we end up doing. (laughs) But, yeah. Um, For the sake of this singular argument, I would say not the a-hole, and I'd also say better communication with your husband is needed for future financial barriers such as this. Okay, my first one is, am I the a-hole for not wanting to spend Mother's Day with my mother-in-law? So little backstory on my mother-in-law. She has never really been nice to me pretty much the whole seven years that I have known my husband. This woman would invite us to would have invite us to dinner, cook meals. She knew very well that I would not eat and get offended when I would not eat it. She's very controlling and always has to have every holiday just how she wants it or gets mad and yells. We've never once had a holiday without her as a couple. We even 
We have even had to do some events and things like holiday zoo walks twice because she refuses to let anyone else interact with my daughter if she is around, which gets <laughs> aggravating when it comes to doing things. I don't holiday understand how the holiday walks? zoo walk. We like, do it twice because she won't let me talk to her. I don't really get the correlation. Me either. Continue. Um, the last few Mother's Day, Mother's Days, we have had to see her all day, let her have the kids to herself all day. She even takes home any leftovers of the food. Even the year I was pregnant where she picked to go for my supper nauseated or she got nauseated because she was pregnant um the blah, mom blah, got blah. nauseated or i think like the person that's writing this the writing's not very clear-cut anyways that's how these reddits are sometimes um this woman has taken my daughter from my arms which made her cry and told her no you are at grammy's house you don't need your mom um she moved two hours away about a year ago and expects us to drive there for events and holidays even though my family is here and my daughter is autistic and gets very thrown off in long car trips that disturb her routine i asked my husband if we could just stay home or take the kiddo to the children's museum the three of us or just three of us and um was told that she that i was being selfish for not wanting to see her even after i explained that i've gotten to pick the mother's day that i've never gotten to pick the mother's day and that even if it's a stupid day i want to feel special important for once and I want to get to spend time with my kiddo. I literally hate when people say kiddo. I'm sorry because I know that a lot of people probably do that. But I hate it. So <laughs> that was just a little side that I had. Sidebar. Um, and that no, she has to have or she has to be with Grammy all day. Whatever. Mm, I mean, are you the a-hole for wanting that? No. I would say, I mean, logically, and sometimes you can't logic sometimes, or reason with people right but i'm just like sometimes don't you just be like grandma why are you being so dumb i'd be like look grandma if you want to that bad you can come into town like where everyone else is or like why why are you taking my daughters away from me on mother's day when like i'm the mom like you can't sometimes you just want to be like isn't it that simple isn't it so clear-cut we could all either enjoy this day together like i'd be like granny or, when did you become a mom when you had kids and now i have kids so now i'm a mom and this day is also for me and my kids to celebrate honestly mostly me and less you therefore <laughs> it's more important that they spend time with me yeah. and i'm staying here but i understand like to be fair like yes well clearly the mom's not the a-hole but it's kind of like that still doesn't solve the situation because like there is backlash from someone that doesn't agree with this is what the mom's you know saying. what this situation calls for this is when your husband steps in and says look mom Blah, blah, blah. Don't you hate when, like, there's tension between, like, a mother-in-law and a wife or a mom, and you're like, where's your husband? Like, no offense. like, but there does sometimes need to be a middleman. Well, just imagine if, like, I mean, I don't imagine this happening. Like, let's say you're married to someone, and, like, dad or someone or mom doesn't like him. Wouldn't you be like, okay, I need to time out, like, pause, and I need to step in? Because, like, something, yeah, like, you're just, like, I'm standing back and just, like, watching, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what's gonna happen. Like, I just... To me, that logically like, wouldn't even make sense that, like, you wouldn't step in if two people that are only connected because of you, like, you don't take the initiative to step in to, like, try and correct that in some way, shape, or form. I don't know. That alone doesn't sit right with me. But for the purposes of this am I the a-hole thing, I would say, no, you're not the a-hole. I mean, I know, you, I know she doesn't want to spend time with the mother-in-law anyways, but, like, she could recommend, like, hey, everyone's in town here. If you want to come and join us, you can. Like, try to meet halfway, but we're maybe not going to meet you. you're not. Or, like, be like, my mom is here, too. Like, their other grandma is here. Because that's what she said, right? Like, I thought she was like, the rest of my family is here, too. I don't know. So, I'd be like, grandma, you're the one all the way over there by yourself. 
So if you want to be part, you can come. Okay. Next one. Am I the a-hole for refusing to work from home so now people can no longer bring their dogs to the office? Hi, I'm a 32-year-old female. Here it goes. Everyone working in the office, dogs were never an option. That's how that's written. <laughs> sometimes, guys, like, I know it sometimes seems like, like we're having a really like hard done. time reading Sometimes these. I'm mentally trying to process this and re-verbalize it in a way that makes sense for you guys. Recognize that. <laughs> okay. Pandemic. Shutdown. Working from home. <laughs> that's how it's written. People trickle back in, and they're allowed to bring their dogs to ease the transition. <laughs> <laughs> my group stays back for another year everyone's They're finally called back to the office hand. i think it's so funny look it's literally written in like hey it makes it one easy line. to understand yeah. i honestly appreciate it i'm allergic to dogs and the smell gives me migraines huge bummer because i do like dogs but it explains why in one foster home i was always feeling sick <laughs> what <laughs> it does explain that <laughs> the way this is worded boss says we'll figure something out <laughs> People with their own offices are not willing to give them up. Boss tells me that maybe it's best if I work from home. <laughs> I live in a tiny studio that barely fits my bed, and I have to sit on it or on my floor to have a workspace. I have one window. It's suffocating, and I was starting to go crazy living there during the pandemic and work from home. So I say that what if I can negotiate a raise that will be enough to help me to move to a larger place? I'll consider work from home. Boss takes that to their boss comes back and says, unfortunately, it's not in the budget. <laughs> I say, I'm not going back to work from home. Boss insists it couldn't be as bad as I'm saying and that everyone had to make adjustments. Mind you, Boss and most of my other coworkers live in houses that, are, that they own. Most have huge backyards and tire rooms to, de- to dedicate to an office, etc. So, of course, they don't think it's a big deal. I stand firm and remind, that, remind them that someone can give me an office, but no one would. So, unfortunately, everyone has to stop bringing the dogs to the office. Coworkers and other people in the building are saying I'm selfish for not taking the deal and going back to work from home because they'd all love to be allowed to. When I've told people about the tiny apartment and how I can't afford more, they say things like, quote, just move back in with your parents, or, quote, just stop buying Starbucks, and, quote, start doing Uber, Uber Eats, after work, and move to X suburb, even as though I'm choosing to be in this position just to spite them. That's how that's written. Others have been like, why can't you just take a Claritin and tell me making up the smell is causing migraines? That's also how that's written. Um, each of them has a suggestion about how I should go out of my way to make all these changes, some of which I can't even do, just because people want to bring their dogs to an office. Am I really the a-hole for this? First of all. I don't think so. I, I love, love your storytelling. That's what <laughs> I was going to say. I was like, <laughs> no, and I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I also say no. That's kind also, of ridiculous. So was this saying, like, not that this really, like, changes anything, because I do think, like, if it's that bad like your allergies or something are like that bad and it wasn't protocol before the pandemic like people don't have to bring their dogs into the office like it's work you can be fine without that even though i like trust me i would love to have dogs at my work i would and i would love to bring my dog to work but like people this person's trying to come up with solutions and they should not be forced to just like have to work from home to be the only option so i would say no but i was kind of wondering did they say is this a cubicle situation or like everyone has their own offices or some people have their own offices? I think some people have their own but offices. But even just having like dogs walking through the space is like too much. No, she, if this is she or he, yeah, it's so she. She said, if someone gives me an office, then like I would be fine. But they didn't give her an office. Yeah. Like someone. you tried. You did. It was a valiant effort. So I'm, I'm with you. I think it's 
strange that your working coworkers were trying like so hard to push you and you're like, look, I deserve just like a workspace that I'm not going to like be coughing, sniffling, whatever. Especially like it's a circumstance where it's like most people don't have like the norm is to not bring your dog to work. So yeah, I love your storytelling though. I was (laughs) laughing a lot. Okay, here's the next one. Am I the a-hole for being mad at my dad over my decision for college? So for some context, I'm a high school senior and was fortunate enough to be able to choose between three schools, Boston University, Tufts, and UMass Lowell. Hopefully that's how it's pronounced. My top choice is BU, but it's about $16,000 a year before outside scholarships. Yikes. Um, Tufts was about $27,000 a year, so I just eliminated it from my list after acceptance. UMass Lowell gave me a full ride, but I already lived there, and so I don't really want to go to go to school with the same people who I went to high school with. I also would rather not live with my parents for another four years. Anyways, I tried to commit and get all the paperwork done before May so that I knew I didn't have to do anything outside of my semester payments. Also, something that I think would be clarifying up front, but like I don't think is necessarily mentioned, is she says, I have the ability to choose between three schools. I do not know if that's her saying that or if that was like her parents and her coming to like an agreement on this is like you can choose between these three schools um anyways back to where i was so they're trying to get their parents to or they're trying to complete paperwork um before may so that i knew i didn't have to do anything outside of my semester payments but my parents are required for some of the required documents and information so i needed their help they took their sweet time and waited until april 30th so um to it all or to do it all and were complaining about the financial aspect of college Specifically, my dad. My dad keeps saying BU is too expensive because I have three other siblings and one of them will be going to college the year after me. He keeps trying to guilt trip me into going to UML instead of saving money or instead to save money for my siblings. $16,000 for BU is an estimate assuming I dorm alone in a normal with their unlimited meal plan. Realistically, it's like $13,000. In addition, I like to have outside scholarships in sports and for sports and academics. I also plan to work a bit during school, so realistically, it would be around $10,000 or less for me to go to BU. Whenever I try to explain this to him, he keeps saying we have to assume the worst case scenario. And the worst case scenario is 16000 but both he and my mother make over 100 k and have no debt, and I'm also helping it to pay. I feel like he is being cheap to some degree, but I also feel like that if I go to Boston, that there will be nobody to do things around the house. Um, this is because my younger siblings are quite lazy, and I usually am the one who cleans and does yard work on top of sports and other clubs. Regardless, I really do not appreciate his very non-supportive and nonchalant attitude towards this issue, especially the financial part. The financial aid we got was quite generous for our affluent lifestyle, but he had numerous opportunities to appeal and to get counseling for it, but he refused to do so. I don't know what that means, counseling for it. I don't know. Um, It is annoying, and I really wish he would be able to suck up his pride once in a while. Okay, so I have some initial thoughts. My first thought is that I get annoyed every time someone's like oh my god like I don't want to go to the college that's like right next to my high school because then I'm going to see all my high school people and I don't want to see them one get over yourself you're not better than people you went to high school with two you don't have to interact with them three I looked up the class or not class size the population whatever student population of UMass Lowell and it's 17,000 which I understand is like not the hugest university but like your your high school is like what 600 people in your graduating class maybe you're not going to run into them every day. And if you do, ignore them. Anyway, I had to get that off my chest. That is a big pet peeve of mine. Secondly, you mentioned potentially getting sports scholarships. Are you going to be an athlete at whatever school you go to? If that was the case, you would know the scholarship. Or and if you were going to do sports there. Yeah. 
so that was also confusing me and they also didn't provide like a number but then i was like maybe they meant like sports scholarship as in like they did sports in high school maybe they got scholarships related to that but again do you have said number do you want to just like take that out as well but they didn't anyways so So we have to assume the worst case scenario just like your father (laughs) yeah we're right there with him um i unfortunately i don't vibe necessarily with all these like big dreaming like go to whichever college I want and like reach for the stars mentality I just that's not really my personal thought or experience because no offense to everyone but where you go to college is like the least important thing ever and so while everyone like wants to go to Harvard like UCLA or whatever x y and z places it's not worth the student debt that it will put you in and, and if you have answer. the fortunate, what's the word I'm looking for? If your parent, if you're fortunate enough that your parents are pitching in to help you earn your degree, I think they have a lot of weight. If in not, one hundred percent of the say <laughs> of where you go to school, they should like be working with you. Again, I think like the beginning of like, did they say like, okay, you have three these three schools are your options, and like I think that's kind of on them to then turn your turn their backs on you not having the say between those three choices but like again i it's just like they kind of with the financial implications have a big and like we should all recognize that like where you go to school parents no matter how affluent technically do not owe you anything to put you through college and so while it's like tech i feel like it's like a lot of the norm now is like your parents will help you with college and stuff and so people can like kind of complain about like oh like my parents won't pitch in this amount like Jenny's parents is they're paying for her whole thing whatever and so I feel like you have to take a step back and say okay let's recognize the privilege that it is to have any support at all and obviously like they mentioned like they would work and stuff to like help support themselves but like like it's not like they're not grateful or anything but it's just like you money only is money. have so many options and you're not the one with the final say in this situation like it's that's as simple as it gets in yeah. my mind that doesn't mean like I mean, they finished the paperwork, I guess. So if you're only complaining about them being annoyed Not that being, you chose the school, yeah, then I guess like which you like, get your I feel like they anyways. can be annoyed that you chose the more expensive option because they're the ones paying for it, you know? Yeah. But giving your parents salaries, I think they'll be fine, and I think that they'll get over it, and I think you'll be fine, and your siblings will be fine, everyone will be fine. But what was the original question? Am I the a hole for what? Their original question was. Am I the a-hole for being mad at my dad over my decision for college? I think you got to get over it. Yeah. Like, are you the a-hole? No, it's your feelings. You're never going to be, like, an a-hole for how you're feeling. But, you know, I think I think your dad's being reasonable. Okay. Am I the a-hole for making my ex wait in the other room while I breastfeed our son during his visits? My ex-husband, we're separated, gets two hours with our son every day. If my son needs to be fed during this time, I make him go in the other room or I take our son into another room. For the first month, he never said anything to me, but I could tell he was annoyed by me doing this. Yesterday, he finally had a fight with me over it. He said I was being ridiculous since he'd seen me naked hundreds of times and that I was purposely cutting into his time with our son. He wouldn't leave the room when I asked him to, so I ended up having to feed my breast... Or what? <laughs> I ended up having to feed my son in front of him because he was hungry and crying. He told me today he was going to move back into our home. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, they're separated, so I think, like, they still both own the house, but I, that was, like, a curveball at the end. I was, like, correlation to what you're asking. Red flag. <laughs> that was it? Yeah. 
that's it what do you think <laughs> he said he's going to move back in <laughs> yeah um <laughs> well i think what was her question <laughs> is she the a-hole for making him leave the room no <laughs> no <laughs> no she's not yeah i don't think so either and this is just a good lesson on consent because his argument was he'd seen her naked hundreds of times so it's nothing he hasn't seen before but you have control over your body every single time so and she's not consenting anymore i also feel like these are for visits right like for their son yeah your son's busy being <laughs> frustrated <laughs> like, <laughs> like just wait <laughs> like what are you doing just sitting there <laughs> he's busy <laughs> So that's and he's moving into like it's just I'd be like, no, stay out. I would move out. <laughs> okay, you you come in, I'ma leave. Okay. That's all I really have to say about that yeah. one. Yeah. Woo. Okay, I think this is my second or third one. I don't remember, but so you're not having quite the time on it. <laughs> We have to take a break. We can't stop um, Okay. <clears throat> so this one's, now. am I the a-hole for suggesting my boyfriend wouldn't understand my work? I, 40-year-old male, work in academia. My job requires a great deal of technical knowledge, and it isn't particularly accessible to people without a certain level of education. That's just a fact. I'm currently dating someone, a 20-year-old male, or in their 20s, he says 20s and 40s, who does not come from an academic background. He is very different from people I've dated in the past and from the majority of my friends. He's a wonderful person and a lot of fun to spend time with, but he's not particularly educated, so I tend not to discuss my work with him. I was having friends from work over for drinks, and he asked if he could join us. I tried to politely suggest he might not enjoy it, because he still, but he still wanted to come. My friends were very friendly and accommodating, but ultimately, he just couldn't understand a lot of the things we wanted to talk about. Several of my friends suggested we steer clear of work talk to be more inclusive, but to be perfectly honest, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to talk about the topics I found interesting. My boyfriend had tried to ask questions <laughs> and contribute to the conversation um, when he could, but overall he seemed lost oh, and it made it the evening uncomfortable. I admit I ended up getting slightly snappy, which is rude, when I said that, by the way. <laughs> he said, I ended up getting slightly snappy when he asked questions, and I told him there was no point in trying to explain it because he wouldn't get it. That's so mean. Um, I accept that it was I was too blunt, and I did apologize afterwards, but he's still being quiet and standoffish. He said I told him he was too stupid and too stupid to understand his work or my work, whatever, which is deliberately misrepresenting what I said. My friends who were there are divided. Several agree with me, but several think I was unnecessarily rude. Um, one made a joke that I must struggle to apply for research funding if I can't even explain what I do to my own partner. So <laughs> I like that comment. <laughs> your partner, your boyfriend deserves better than you. I feel like the whole thing, like, is it wrong for the professor to want to be able to like talk about stuff and also like maybe like not go into like wanting to like explain all the things of background to significant other sure but then like if that's what he wanted to do and he knew he wanted to do and if he thought like this is going to work well with you also there then you need to like separate work time and talking about that stuff with your co-workers from like a get together with just like, like co-workers he makes it sound like he cannot talk to his partner about anything yeah have you seen like his videos on like, YouTube? so down he can't possibly Break it down I at all. Videos like, on YouTube where it's like an expert explains what they do to a five-year-old, to whatever. If someone can explain something like astrophysics to a five-year-old, like you can dumb what you do down enough 
for your boyfriend to understand. Like, he presumably has a high school education. he's interested in what you're talking about. Yeah, that's what's annoying is, like, he wants to know. And he wants you to tell him these things. And you're like, no, you wouldn't get it. Like, you're genuinely too stupid to understand. Like, that's, you're like, that's not what I'm saying, but it is what you're saying. Yeah. And the fact that you, like, you said that in front of people. The fact that, like, you came to post this on Reddit to be like, am I the a-hole? What's, what do the comments say? Um, uh, um. I feel so bad for his partner. I need to press the comments tab, and I can't do that because I need to make an account, so. Oh, really? Um, I think so. Mm, no, I see not the a-hole. No, this is not the right answer because it's talking about cameras. Oh, okay, well, then never mind. You'll just have to take our word for gospel. Um, he is the a-hole, and his partner should find a different partner, so. Okay, next one I have. Am I the a-hole for oh, being... Oh, wait, actually, because I had the next one. So that one was the comments. I can go back and look at the comments. This one says, you're the a-hole. It's the top one, I think. With 27,000 upvotes. Dang. Good. That I'm going to say that's the overwhelming so consensus. Like, you're so, <clears throat> so unnecessarily rude to your partner who actually, like, is interested in what you're doing. Like, people would kill to have a partner who's, like, interested in, like, their work. And you're like, no, just, like... You are too stupid. Okay. Um, am I the a-hole for being quote-unquote whipped for my wife enough to get a trip replaced? I, at 28 male, have five kids with my wife, 32 female. Please don't come after us with how many kids we have. I work roughly 50 hours a week. Ten hours- I already did not hear how many kids I have. Five. That's not that many. They're young. They're like I guess. and 32. Um, I work roughly 50 hours a week. I mean, week. it is a lot, but I'm just saying, like, no one's going to come for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's another <laughs> business. Because I'm like... I would not be having five kids, but... Okay. He works 50 hours a week, Monday through Friday, uh, 10-hour days. And his wife is a stay-at-home mom. She does the majority of everything, cleaning, cooking, everything minus the shopping, which my wife orders online, and I pick up at the store. So, here's the Am I the a scenario. My work schedule... Or, my work schedule is a work bonding fishing trip from Monday night to Sunday over the summer. I said, no way I'm going for the following reasons, despite my wife telling me to go and have fun. First of all, every Sunday, I schedule my wife for some type of treat-yourself appointment and spend, send her on a mini shopping spree slash kid-free morning to do what she wants with one rule, no kid shopping. It's about her and her only. Second. This seems almost too good to be true. <laughs> Second, I'm, well, you know what the thing is? The thing is, am I the help of being too whipped to his wife to, and like, the trip got replaced or something? I don't really understand it's not about the his trip wife. replacement, though. We'll get there. Okay. Second, I'm not leaving my wife for two nights and a day for fishing and getting drunk. If I want to go fishing, I'll take the five-year-old twins with me and give my wife less to juggle and create some memories. Third, the ladies that work at the office feel excluded because they don't like the fishing trip because they feel excluded. He said that twice. Fourth, they call it a stag weekend despite no one getting married, and I don't trust that phrasing, especially since they are going fishing near a very popular college-age vacation spot known for bars and wasted weekend shenanigans. So, my coworkers have been calling me whipped since I said no and saying it'll give them a chance to know me better since I don't go out with them on Wednesdays when they go to the bar and have always missed the trip. Is this a work-sponsored trip or, like, a coworkers trying to plan a trip? I don't know. I don't know if it entirely clarifies. It's just coworkers are going. If he doesn't like his coworkers enough to go on the trip, maybe he just doesn't want to do that. Anyway. All my coworkers all have wives, kids, or significant others, so I recommended we do a family camp out during the planning meeting. Uh, would cost the same amount, so it sounds like it is work-sponsored. Okay. And do those blow-up things on the lake, blow 
boating if you have one, skis, etc., and do a cookout kind of deal with family activities with my work uh, renting small cabins for families to use. My regional manager, who was at the meeting, loved it. Even more than the fishing trip, gave me a yearly bonus to plan this family event every year instead of my coworker who got one uh, for planning the fishing trip. Now my coworkers are calling me whipped and more BS names and are mad because their wives are happy about the idea. Their wives have even emailed me about a mom Saturday morning idea like my wife has and I added it into the plan and are mad that their stay weekend is canceled and quote, uh, spend a work paid trip babysitting. So am I the a-hole for getting a work <coughs> trip canceled and replaced with a family friendly event? Okay. So here's what, here's my take on it. I think that, is it, I guess what I was going to say first, cause like there's a couple different thoughts, I guess, but it's like, it's fine to like want to have like kind of a respite weekend away from my kids. You can't really expect to have those in life, you know, because you have a family, so it's an you obligation. Did sign up for it. But like nonetheless, you know, it's nice for like either couples or just like solo friends trips. Like those things are still nice to have in your life and it can be good. So in this context of like this is how those people did that, I don't think it's horrible. But I also think like you're in control of your life, like figure out another way to do it. It doesn't have to be through your work trip. I think that what his coworkers are mad about, though, is that, like, it was a work-sponsored event that they didn't have to pay for, that they could do, like, their solo, like, guy shenanigans. And now well, like, in well, theory, no, I have to do that and pay for it myself. No, I, I guess in theory, not that this, like, this wouldn't be great either, but... Um, First of all, you, sir, sound too good to be true. Yeah. Like, usually when we read these, it's like the guy and like the husband is like I feel like what's hard too is like this person I know said that everyone at their work has to me so like it works out but I don't know I just am like that's a lot of people to like bring in and I don't know what my main point is but you sure it all checks and balances is that you're asking and I just am like I'm trying to figure out like the best like what my issue is and like the best way to word it do i think he's an a-hole no do i kind of get like if his coworkers had expected one thing and it turned into another thing and like the one guy who like lost his bonus is probably presumably pretty upset i think they have like a right to be a little angry yeah. but also you think like presumably if these people like have families they hopefully like them enough to like be like let's do this vacation like make the best of it okay i guess what i was gonna say too was like in theory the guys like you can't they can't force you to bring your families but then i was like if you had a family thing going on and didn't tell your family like to get their opinion on whether or not they would want to go that probably also wouldn't be great either and then also i was going to be like well then like the other people are bringing their families so like meh but if those two guys really both want to not have families like in theory they don't have to bring their families on the trip but like now it's geared towards more families and then like what if their families like want to go so like it's more complicated than when i was trying to like think in my head but in theory, I was like, no one's telling you how to, like, do this little trip thing. Yeah. So. Anyway. Are you the a-hole? Probably not. But I think that there is some anger that makes sense. Okay. Am I the a-hole for not scheduling the new hire's vacation? I'm the manager of a small team at a large company. Each manager does their team's schedule. I hired Lacey last week. Lacey told me when she accepted the job that she already had non-refundable vacation plans at the end of May. I told her that I did the schedule and would try to accommodate her. I couldn't accommodate her at all. 
There's already another team member out. I put up the schedule and was very surprised at an email from Lacey regarding her vacation not being scheduled. I informed her we didn't have the flexibility and that she was expected to work. I already have a problem with this. But anyways, I'll continue because there's a little more. When I went to my lunch break, I walked by Lacey's desk and was surprised to see it packed. She handed me her lanyard and told me she quit. She said that she wasn't losing out on $2,500 and that she had that, that she already had an offer from one of the jobs she turned down that promised her vacation was safe. Um, I'm not being called into my boss's office because she quit so fast, but in my experience, if you start a new job, you understand that you are last for vacation. My fiancé says that I'm an idiot, and she was telling me, not asking me. My understanding, and if I was Lacey, and, like, when I was given a job offer and said, <laughs> I have a non-refundable vacation for these dates, and you say, oh, like, yeah, we'll try and, you know, I don't know what his exact phrasing was. I know, but I'm like, could communication been, like, technically he probably wasn't lying, and then therefore she still accepted the job, but, like, the assumption probably was, like, okay, yes, I know, I know about your vacation, so yes, we will make that work. Yeah. That's what, again, I'm not privy to the conversation i don't know what what exact phrasing was maybe he could have been like that's really unlikely lacy but like we i can see if i can make it happen but like it's probably not gonna happen maybe he said that but i don't know he said and so going based off of what i'm assuming i would guess she was like okay like yeah i got the vacation covered good to go because honestly like if this happened to me i honestly would also probably be like i have a freaking vacation that i am going on so we're either gonna make it work or we're not yeah because, like, it's a new job. I don't know, like, the difficulty of getting said job position, but she already had another job offer, too. So, like, if you just started, like, it's probably just not worth it to, like, get that invested and have, like, this problem from the get-go. Not that it's great to, like, quit your job and, like, on day two or whatever, a weekend. But I just feel like communication should have been more clear on, like, the fact that it could not, po- like, possibly it could not work out that she gets the vacation time rather than it seemed to probably be more like shouldn't be a problem and then it was Mm -hmm. so is he the a-hole a little bit a little bit i mean to who though to lacy to the company company like did he specify um for not scheduling the new hire's vacation i mean was there anything you could have done probably not did you technically lie also like no i'm sure you're like you have no like, no qualms about anything you did. Like, oh, I finally had done, like, X, Y, and Z differently. Because you technically didn't lie, I'm sure. And, like, you tried your best to get her vacation in. I'm sure. I just and think it was, like, work. the underlying assumption that, like, vacation would be had. And then that couldn't be followed through. Yeah. And so, like, if anything, the communication breakdown was, like, lack of specificity and, like, what needed to happen in order for the vacation to go through. Or, like, how likely that would have been or not. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you saying you'd try to see if you could make it work. Probably to her sounded like yeah it will work and, and maybe like, that was on her because they also mentioned like everyone knows that like the new hire gets like the last pick for vacation and like i think no one's arguing that i think it was just like she was like just saying i have this planned is this going to work like i feel like in my mind and in her mind probably it was like my acceptance is contingent on me being able to have this vacation time and you didn't like offer her that contingency yeah. really explicitly yeah Haley's uh, works in human resources. She can comment on her thoughts on this one. Okay. Should I go to my next one? I would love that. Okay. Um, am I the a-hole for not giving my sports cards back to my dad after he found out how much they're worth? I, 19 male, was gifted my dad's sports card collection for my 18th birthday. 
He had boxes of them from when he was growing up. I started looking into how you could get them graded. I finally shipped the best ones out a few months ago and just got them back last week. I was happy to see how highly some of them were graded. I researched what these cards or I researched what these cards would go for and my jaw dropped. This money would help me pay for college and I would still have a decent amount left over. I was visiting my parents and my dad mentioned something about the cards. I made the mistake of saying how much some of these cards are worth. He didn't have much of a reaction that night. The next day, I get a long text from my dad saying that he gave it some thought and he wanted his cards back. The money would help him and my mom pay for their dream vacation. I thought it was a joke, but he was serious. I told him sorry, but they were a gift and I intended on using this money for college. Since then, I've been getting hurtful texts from my parents telling me how selfish I am. They said I'm an a-hole for wanting to sell these cards because they were a gift, even though uh, they would do the same thing if I gave them back. I plan on getting my dad a cool gift for his birthday with some of my money, but I'm starting to think he doesn't deserve anything at all. Am I the a-hole? This is hard because, honestly, I feel like it's one of those situations where, like, imagine you got someone a lottery lottery ticket ticket and it was their gift, but then they won big, and wouldn't you just so badly want to be like, give me the back? Yeah. So it's definitely a conundrum. Like, as the person losing out, you'd want it one way, and that's obviously, like, how your dad's feeling. But I do think that, like, as soon as you offer it as a gift, like, ownership leaves. It's gone. My idea, because I agree with you, like, as someone who, like, if you were the person, like, giving the gift, giving the lottery ticket, like, giving something away, my hope, because I know the ownership has been given away to the new owner, is that said person who got, like, who won big or whatever would in some way pay it back. Of Like, without the, like without you doing this, I wouldn't have this. So, like, here is X amount of money or X gift that I bought you, like, as a thank you. Obviously, it's not, like, the whole prize amount, but, like, to me, that's best case scenario. And I also think, though, like, the difference is <clears throat> I wouldn't go to that person begging for anything or expecting anything because I also don't think, like, you don't really allowed to do that. And so then the on. second thing is, like, you applying what you said to the situation, dad and mom are both being, like, read about it, mm-hmm. asking for stuff. So then it's, like, do they lose that privilege, too, because they're overstepping? Up and also, discretion. going back to college... If his parents were planning on helping him pay for college or not, like, you'd think, one, anyway, you'd think they'd be excited that you'd have, like, you'd be able to pay for college and be, like, debt-free. Like, that is, I feel like, any parent's dream if their kid can do that. If they weren't planning on paying, then it's no skin off their back, I guess, either way. But, like, if they were to help pay for your college, then, like, that's money that they don't have to pay. And in a sense, that would be money that they would be getting back, quote-unquote. So... I don't know. And, like, they want to go, like, no offense, mom and dad, but, like, a vacation. Like, save up for it in another way. Mm-hmm. So, are you the a-hole? No. I think the cards are... Cars? Card. It's a cards. Sports I think they're cards. rightfully yours, and you deserve... You can do what you want with the money. All, res- or all empathy and stuff to the people who give things away and lose out on money, because that's gotta hurt. Trust me. I can get that. Okay. This might be my last one. Am I the a-hole for not buying my boyfriend another birthday gift after he rejected the original present? So, I'm a 25-year-old female, um, and, I have a, and I've been with my boyfriend for over three years. His, birth, his birthday was last week. Him and I are not into the same music, so we don't go to many shows together, but when we have gone together, it has been very fun. My boyfriend loves bands. I don't really know how else to put it. He listens to a lot of rock music from these bands I've never heard of. Imagine Dragons are coming to our city this summer. I know who they are, and I know they're a band, so I figured this would be an <laughs> awesome present for my boyfriend. I know who they are, and I know they're a band. I got us the tickets, and it was very excited. My excitement was short-lived. It turned into sadness very soon. Here's a summary of how the gift exchange went down. 
I bought him some other smaller things, um, but put the ticket confirmation in an envelope with the card I made for him. He opens the envelope, I've, and I met with a, uh, what? Aww. I explained to him that they're coming to town, and I thought it would be a lot of fun to go together, and that I want to get more into the music he likes. Then he responds, this is not the music I like. Just because a band has instruments doesn't mean it's what I like. <laughs> I am getting very sad at this point. Aww. I asked him if he would... Um, if you really wouldn't have fun, he says, honestly, you should just try to get your money back. I don't want to go to this. I say, okay, as I am literally holding back tears. He then says that I could try to resell the tickets. He goes on his phone and Googles concerts in the area around that date and says we could go to one of these shows instead. I snapped at him. I said, I really tried to do something I thought he'd like and that was extremely hurtful the way he responded. He says, we've been dating for three years. How did you not know that I don't like that music? I wouldn't get you tickets to Travis to the Travis Scott concert for your birthday because says, I am I would go to that very well aware you hate rap you should have known I wouldn't like this at that point I actually started crying just I just said I wanted to do something together and he didn't have to be so mean he tried to walk back everything he said and he was like we can go I'm sure it would be fun um <laughs> and then she said no he's now upset saying that it's basically like I got him nothing for his birthday since I won't resell the tickets to get different tickets and that I won't suck it up and go with him after he made it very clear how he feels Honestly, before I fully read this all the way through, because I only read a little bit, and then I uh, stopped reading, because I was like, I'll do the rest when we're actually podcasting, I thought I was going to be more on her side. And while it's upsetting and sad, I actually feel I think like this is a really good example of like him an actual like, a bad like, thing happening, but then and like, I was communicating Neither well. of them being wrong. Did we just like overlap each other like what 500 times? I feel like for once, a lot of these Amazon Hill things, that's like clearly one way. I feel like this is actually a good example of like communication breakdown occurring where neither person is necessarily wrong and like both of like their thoughts and feelings are always valid for everyone it's always valid um but like you can try and like both partners i feel like try to like work things out like oh like we can actually like do xyz but like that doesn't change like the feelings that were already hurt beforehand and like i feel like it's just a good example of like an actual nuanced scenario that there's like not necessarily like a right or wrong or a clear-cut way yeah and that's what's always hard about surprises too is because like it's a surprise you don't actually know how someone's going to respond some people love surprises and some people hate surprises um and clearly this was a situation that it didn't work out so let's walk this through she had a present idea that she thought he would like can we fault her for you know not knowing necessarily like the type of music he does or doesn't like i don't know bands is very broad so i don't know how specific she is into the actual music that he does or doesn't like but she had the idea that like okay let's go together and i think it's a sweet idea okay i don't think anything's wrong with that what do we think like the boyfriend's response should have been i think that he was just being honest and you can't really fault him for that but like nonetheless like her feelings are going to get hurt and there's really not like a great way to avoid that from happening i guess someone got me I don't really, like, I hardly do concerts anyways, but, like, if someone were to get me tickets to a concert that, like, I literally hadn't thought a second about going to, I would be kind of confused and, like, if not, like, grateful, I would be confused and not sure how to act. It probably would not be, like, a super excited, happy reaction. Mm -hmm. So then, do you think his idea to try selling tickets, do you think that's a good idea or not a good idea? I thought his idea was pretty reasonable, honestly. I think so, too. To say, let's, like, I'm not negating that, like, she, her feelings are hurt, like, I get that. And, like, I'm saying, like, she can be sad like, she if she She's probably wants. really wanting, like, an excited reaction from him, like, and that's not what happened. So she can be upset and sad because it didn't go how she wanted it to. But I think him then saying, 
Let's sell a ticket. Like he's trying we'll to problem solve instead of just being angry. We'll Was he a little angry? To yeah. A like concert that we'll both enjoy more and we'll still have fun together. And I think that her unwillingness to like, I think she's starting to resort to being petty at this point and saying like, no, like now I'm not going to find a situation to like make this work when she doesn't really care either. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, they're not getting the money back. They're not going to the concert or even, he even was going to say like, we can go to the concert. So I feel like he's the only one now He's like trying, trying to, to like come up with a solution and compromise and she's the one that's not. So she's just like being angry to be angry because sometimes that's just what people want to do. Yeah. Who wrote this? The boyfriend or the girlfriend? The girlfriend. And she wants to know if she's being the a-hole? For not getting her boyfriend a different present. I mean, I don't think it's the present that the, that is the issue. It's potentially like the unwillingness to compromise. Because like... I don't know. I feel like you have your options now. You already know how your boyfriend feels. He knows how you feel. Here's, um, this is actually a decent comparison, I guess. So the top comment with 1.5 thousand upvotes is, you're the a-hole. It's the equivalent of taking someone to a restaurant and forcing them to eat food they don't like and calling it a gift. <laughs> Which, like, true. Yeah. It's not a bad comparison. Like, just because it's a surprise doesn't mean, like, they're going to like it and that they have to accept the gift. Yeah. Sometimes people gift you something as a surprise, and you're like, okay, I didn't know that's what you thought I would like. Yeah. And you try and be grateful for it, but then you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Mm-hmm. But you try and move on. So I think that's what needs to be done here. Either you both need to come to an agreement. Either you're both going to go to that concert, and you're going to like it, or you're going to go somewhere else, and you're going to like it. But both of you are going to like it. And move on. Okay, I think we're kind of running long, so I say if if you want to be done, we can. But otherwise, pick we your can best be done. Last I don't one. have like a super great okay. one. Okay, I think this was a fun one. This was a fun one. Anytime that I can laugh like that, I love it. So hopefully you guys Remember, laugh the too. The baby thinking, is busy. He's too busy. I'm gonna be thinking of Haley on like Thursday because sometimes she'll text us when she listens to these podcasts and like we'll say like I'm laughing at work right now, and usually that's from I'm like exactly us not even like you know. Usually it's like. We've never usually laughed that hard when we're podcasting. And, you know, sometimes just people laughing makes you start laughing. So, Haley, if you did start laughing, I expect a text to Sierra and I um, when the episode goes live. So, um, or you could just, not just Haley, but, like, you guys can also comment on. You're welcome to also let us know that you yeah. were laughing. This isn't just for Haley. We actually do this for a lot of people. So, so. go comment on our <laughs> Instagram. Um, if it wasn't funny at all, then you don't have to lie. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, feel free to rate us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Just remembering. Don't think about it. We're almost done. Okay. Um, follow us on Instagram at according to all spelled out. There's no numbers or anything. And we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.